0: Welcome to the Fear and Greed Business News Afternoon Report for Tuesday the 18th of July 2023. I'm Sean Elmer. Every afternoon we've got the five stories that happened today that you need to know about. Story number one, the S&P ASX 200 closed down just a touch to 7,283 points with the real estate investment trusts and telcos leading the way down while healthcare companies were among the best performers. If there was a trend, it's probably less risky assets did well, but All in all, it wasn't a massive trading day. Among the large caps, CSL did well, up 2.2% following a run of poor days recently. National Australia Bank was up 2% and ANZ wasn't far behind. But there were a bunch of companies that didn't do so well. Aristocrat Leisure was down 2.7%, while Telstra was off nearly 2%. Transurban, Woodside and BHP were also poor performers. Among the better performers were construction and mining contractor NRW Holdings, which finished up more than 5%, the best of the top 200 Payments Group Block and AGL Energy also were among the better performers. Len leases share price tumbled 5% after it said it plans to sack more than 10% of its global workforce. That's about 740 jobs. Investors are worried about what it means for earnings. And the share price of rail freight operator Horizon fell 5% after it downgraded its earnings outlook. Story number two, Victoria has abandoned plans to host the 2026 Commonwealth Games, saying the cost has blown out to up to $7 billion and the state can't afford it. There's been plenty of blowback from politicians, community groups, the Commonwealth Games Federation itself, and a bunch of sporting organisations from hockey and volleyball through to netball. Mind you, New South Wales, Western Australia, South Australia, Queensland and Tasmania were all very quick to say they're not interested in hosting the 2026 Games. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese said it was a matter for the Victorian government before adding he's looking forward to the Women's Soccer World Cup, which of course starts on Thursday. Vic Premier Daniel Andrews said it wasn't a difficult decision and it was better to put the $2.6 billion that's been budgeted for the Games into hospitals, roads and schools rather than a sporting event. He said the blowout in costs to 6 or $7 billion meant the games were unaffordable. Victoria's net debt is expected to hit $171 billion by the middle of 2027. The Commonwealth Games Federation said it remains committed to find an alternative host after blaming the cost blowouts on the Victorian government's desire to host the games in regional centres. Story number three, submissions to the competition watchdog's inquiry into deposit rates have been released and the bank's perhaps not surprisingly, say it's a very competitive market. That's the deposit-taking market. The banks have also warned that the Australian Competition and Consumer Commission needs to look at all sources of bank funding, not just deposits, to get a full view of what's going on. Now, deposits provide very cheap money for banks to then lend to customers. In fact, deposits provide about 60% of the money that they use to make home or business loans. But there are plenty of other ways, through bond markets or interbank loans, That banks use and they're more expensive. The banks are worried that unless all sources are considered in this inquiry, the government could make decisions about deposit rates that significantly harm profitability. The inquiry was announced back in March after complaints that banks weren't lifting deposit rates as fast as they were lifting mortgage rates. Story number four gloves and personal protection equipment manufacturer Ancel downgraded its earnings outlook today, saying customers post COVID. Have ordered much less and the group has high levels of inventory. That sent Ansel's share price down 14% today. Ansel's earnings during COVID were very, very strong given everyone wanted their products. The group's share price went from about $29 pre COVID to $42 peak COVID. It's now just over $24. Ancel is heavily exposed to the global economic slowdown and given most of its products are fairly commoditized, it doesn't have a lot of pricing power. The downgrade also reflects foreign exchange losses, higher interest costs and a higher tax rate. Chief Executive Officer Neil Salmon said the group's organisational structure is overly complex and that it's getting in the way of the company's effectiveness. And finally, story number five, Chinese property developer Evergrande has for the first time unveiled the scale of financial losses incurred by a 2021 default that sparked a crisis in the country's property sector, a crisis That China hasn't really recovered from. The group, which is in the midst of a lengthy restructuring process, reported losses of about $100 billion in 2021 and $22 billion in 2022. The reports are a rare glimpse into the scale of the company's problems, given the lack of disclosure and complex discussions with creditors that have been going on. The company at the time of its default had borrowed about $20 billion from international creditors. That's it for the afternoon report for Tuesday, the 18th of July, 2023. Michael Thompson and I will be back tomorrow morning with a Wednesday edition of Fear and Greed Business News. I'm Sean Elmer. Enjoy your evening.